2: This is episode 12 of Buddies Buddies featuring Goddess Goddess and Master Ceramicist Charlie Russell. Not to invoke uh, Tiffany right off the bat, but I think we're alone now, on the beach, as you can hopefully plainly hear, I am uh, right in front of the Turner. uh, Due to circumstances beyond my control, I missed the tide going out, uh, being out, and um, now the tide is slowly coming in, and I've got a little pocket of land on which to record this intro before uh, escape is impossible, and I'm um, I'm trapped here, like the Anthony Gormley sculpture in front of me. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try and keep this brief because it's a cracker of an episode this week, my people. Um, uh, hopefully, you caught the episode uh, two weeks ago in my newly restructured. Uh, release schedule of uh, every fortnight yeah it was with uh oh i hope you hope you're good by the way sorry I, I launched straight into tiffany and waves and uh turner and forgot to greet you formally um hello how do you do my name is buddy peace um very nice to meet you again and i hope you are doing splendid quick weather update it's cold that's for sure in front of me the sky goes from absolute deep black to beautiful sort of crimson little horizon bubbles and yeah it's weird it's really hard to explain and as you can hear i'm not doing a good job of it there's uh those those little blinking red lights in the distance which i really dig and a bunch of other random light assortments as well flashing light in front of me there Uh, i assume that's some sailing malarkey which i'm not privy to Yeah, it's nice. Anyway, I got sidetracked by greeting you. Uh, So, yeah, sorry for that. Um, Let's get back on track. Uh, I was talking about Keith Clark, the cross-stitch king, who was on the last episode. That was episode 11. Uh, He was awesome. Um, That was a nice little bonus episode for you because uh, he was passing through Margate. Um, Well, I say that he sort of made a special journey to come and see me, so... It, it was more than just a passing visit which was really really cool of him hope you checked his website and his instagram um deeds of psycho is it's really lovely to see that kind of creativity and craftiness being talked about in such great detail uh it uh yeah it does me good and uh i get a lot out of it too so i hope you got as much out of it as i did oh some lights just went off don't know what they were for but they were casting a really crazy shadow on the beach and now everything looks uh, relatively normal. It was, it was super freaky for a sec there. Um, anyway, uh, who do we have for you this week? So this is one that I've been really looking forward to uh, not only recording but uh, releasing uh, as I've been a huge fan of her work for a long time. Uh, it's the great and grand Charlie Russell. You for sure know Charlie Russell if you live in Margate Um, and if you visited the aforementioned Turner because she has her wonderful work exhibiting there proudly in the the shop there. Um, You may be following her on Instagram, Um, I surely hope so. Uh, I I started following her as soon as I saw um, uh, her work in Turner because. Uh, Well, you'll hear on the podcast why I like it so much and and what it is exactly as well. So essentially, Charlie Russell makes these, um, they're called goddesses and they vaguely and faintly resemble babushka dolls, I think you call them. And they're they're what what, uh, she would call power objects we go all into it so I'm, I'm not going to go into it now because as i say i've got a, a brief pocket of time before i get engulfed by the sea and um and also I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep these intros a bit shorter because last time i was editing it was like it, the whole file was about half an hour long and that's nuts so it's like you're about to hear her explain everything in great detail so i'm going to leave it to her um i'm just sort of want, want to frame it a bit you know and just set it up nicely for you so you, you sort of you got a bit of, of a foundation before before we start talking. If you haven't seen her work yet, I would suggest before you have a listen to this, um, have a look at her work on her Instagram. Uh, I'm going to link to it in the episode description, um, or you can just do a little search for Charlie Russell on Instagram. Easy enough. Like this is all stuff you can easily find out. It's uh, you don't need me to spell names out and stuff on here. I've I've spent too many minutes doing that in past intros and outros, so. Yeah, uh, you know what you're doing. So yeah, have a look at her stuff if you if you can. Um, it's truly lovely, real. I, I just sort of really connected with it as soon as I saw it, and uh, hopefully you'll get that same vibe. Um, it's uh, obviously you'll develop a much greater connection if you sort of, if you experience these objects in person. Um, the the expressions and the colours and the the uh, the energy they hold is. Um, undeniable and it's just, they're just great I I think they're they're, they're glorious things. We, so uh, oh yeah also, right I mean we keep referring, I keep referring to it or actually I think we both keep referring to it we actually recorded an episode a long time, uh, a a short while before this one Um, full disclosure on that first recording we did, um, Charlie was on the cusp of a real heavy virus um and she was uh i'd later found out pretty high on lemsip and uh cups of tea and stuff um it, it was a, a an awesome truly truly great conversation I, I loved it and hopefully i don't know maybe with a little bit of um vetting from the pair of us maybe we'll have a listen to it and uh, see if it's uh ready for human consumption but uh, I think it was great because I mean this was like the first time I'd probably met her and she, instantly we were like I was I was going into like childhood stuff and oh it was amazing <laughs> it, was, it was so it was so interesting and um yeah Charlie has that about her like this real spirit of uh, his curiosity and um and you know, she's a she's an awesome listener and is ready to sort of make connections that you didn't see and t- to speak to someone like that in you know like for for an hour or two is um it's, it's a really it's a really humbling experience and this um it sort of teaches you quite a lot about yourself uh and all of this uh really goes into the um the creations i'm talking about you know like her goddesses that she makes and um anyway this this the first episode we did it, it just went a bit loopy and uh mean it wasn't too nuts i think we sort of hyped it up as being a bit too crazy but it wasn't really but it was it was good i think it was good for us to do just i think we just sort of got all that funny sort of therapy stuff and looping us out of our systems a bit and this one's a little more sober and a little more like stable and on track i suppose you could say she she kind of made a a a humble request to re-record and i think it was it was for the best <laughs> um because we I don't think we actually talked about her work for the entire thing so i think yeah for podcast purposes <coughs> it was um a smart move on 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 her smart move on her behalf i think um all right so as i say i'm gonna leave you to fully enjoy the warm intriguing fascinating therapeutic company of the wonderful Charlie Russell. Feels a bit more official this
1: time, doesn't it? It does. I feel a lot more like, uh, less nervous actually, because I've met you like met you twice now. I'm glad because I think I'm just a bit like, I can get a bit wild sometimes when I'm a bit nervous. So yeah. I just talk about all kinds of stuff and probably don't stay very grounded. But and I didn't really talk about the work as much as I wanted to. Or yeah, but that know, was. That was
2: cool because, um, like, I think, like we said, on, so we're talking about the first time we <coughs> recorded this podcast. This is part two, the re up, the Godfather <laughs> Two of podcasts, with the f- part one being unreleased. So the second part doesn't make any sense. But um, yeah, so, like, on that one, we got into everything but your, your amazing work. But it's sort of, I liked it because it set a foundation for where the work
1: comes from and who, yeah. who you are as, a, uh, as an artist. I suppose so. I didn't really all I remembered was me saying the word cock block <laughs> and, then, and then researching some weird stuff on the internet and doing a terrible birth chart reading. So and I was just like, Oh, really? Really <laughs> is this? that's all I remember from that yeah. from that. So I was a bit embarrassed and felt a bit like I hadn't really come across as a professional. <laughs> You're only stirring
2: intrigue for this unreleased episode. I wanna listen back to it I don't remember I don't remember, you don't remember, the remember cock that bit. Block <laughs> oh but no really no clearly, yeah. no! actually like, oh, God. No, actually, some of it's coming back to me now
1: <laughs> let's <laughs> not go there buddy let's carry on let's,
2: All right. uh... so first time i met you charlie hello hello <laughs> uh, okay. um yeah uh it's it's very nice of you to share some more time
1: no it's really kind of you to come back I mean, no. It was bothering me. It was bothering me in my sleep, and I think I need to. I need to speak to Buddy. That that didn't go well.
2: <laughs> it went really good, but I think for the purposes of a podcast, I think we got to quite a lot of your work, but we trailed off in a in a really cool way, and I'm glad we recorded it. But um, there were some things that I felt like I left unasked, some questions. Oh, I, cool. I left out. So. Where do we start then?
1: <laughs> I think basically what, what you said about um, how it's the foundation or those, those long conversations where we went off into your teenage life and, and then also to, like, looking at the divine masculine the, the progress of man and all and all of those things like that's the basis for everything that I think that when you make something that's just really just about what you think about yeah then of course you're not going to be able to explain it like particularly well or you're going to go off a tangent yeah because yeah, yeah I never started making anything for anyone else it was always for myself and and I think I've always um, – I, I found something out the other day that you can't feel anxious when you're really intrigued by something or curious about something or making something. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You actually can't feel anxious. So I was like, oh, of course, it makes so much sense because I've always been quite obsessive about making stuff, whatever it is, whether it's – Like I did loads of crochet. Like I was obsessed with crochet for like years, um, from twelve to onwards. Like and just making loads of stuff. Like making, making. It's always textiles and or just investigating stuff or reading about things. I was really like fascinated by, and so I'm quite obsessive about stuff. And so I I can I having had those conversations with you, I was yeah. like, Oh of course, that's the trajectory of it all. That's where I was coming from. Like <laughs> making like and then this whole sort of you can't feel anxious if you're um feeling curious. I was like, Oh right, so there we go.
2: With that, so it is that you say you found it out, but is it something that you've consciously realised, or like noticed in yourself? So no, I
1: didn't realise it. I always thought that because when I started making the goddesses, I'd um I'd gone back to I'd had um I've got two kids and Um, I'd had a bit of a rubbish time, to be honest, um, with Eddie's dad and I'd had Eddie on my own and it was just a really sort of like very intense time. Uh, And I'd gone back to making stuff in clay, gone to clay space and it was just like to get out and to make stuff and I'd just loved it and I couldn't, like, I think... I had to get back to making something because I did a bit of time out of it and obviously having a baby and all the rest of you don't really get much time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I'd gone back thinking, right, cool, this is going to be great. I'm going to really enjoy this and make stuff for my house. Uh, And then some other rubbish stuff happened and it just really broke my heart and I just thought... Oh, and now I just don't care anymore about what other people yeah. think or what I'm making. I was always really shy about stuff. And yeah, it just sort of like broke down crippled. your inhibitions. You're like, all right, screw it. It just broke mm. a massive wall down of like it was just ridiculous. It was so yeah. you know when you're just so ridiculously upset about something that yeah, yeah. nothing mattered. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, yeah. Right, okay, well I'm just gonna make these little little things. And I was really happy making them and I thought oh these like yeah I'm really just enjoying it for myself and I didn't really care what anyone thought or didn't feel embarrassed about them like most of the time I'd feel a bit weird about things I made well, like and in a sort
2: of like you you were oh, like please about, don't like, look at it. <laughs> and, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah or what does it mean what is it like or what is it like yeah, what, what's like, the purpose of it
2: yeah sort of thinking a little bit too in depth about it rather yeah, than oh, just, yeah, just losing like overthinking it. and being
1: ridiculous about it yeah, yeah. but also it felt like things had to have a purpose but then these uh, the goddesses that I made for myself did have a purpose they were like they were just uh, I'm obsessed with stuff I'm quite like not a materialistic as in like Porsche and big house person but things coming from somebody who has two lotuses
2: in the garage (laughs) in the front of the garden
1: I wish beating up golf Um. people can't
2: see where we're recording in this like the floor's polished gold which seems a bit of a weird choice (laughs) got these fancy velvet curtains fancy Uh, velvet uh, butler if only butler is in the other room obviously couldn't hear me (laughs) sorry go
1: on <laughs> um yeah I don't really want stuff actually that'd be weird um but yeah um yeah so we're obviously we're in my kitchen where there's all the items that I've collected over my over my time And what's
2: weird for me actually is because like on the so on the first one we, we recorded we were both in driver's uh shotgun passenger seat driver position in a car so we were both looking at a wall and I could look over on my left and I, I could see the your know, shrine of things precious, bits and pieces precious things. but now yeah. i'm I'm in front of it looking away from it and it's really annoying because i really want
1: to oh you can move, we can move around if you want or we, don't we'll
2: see oh, i feel i can feel it behind me and it's kind of like, like glowing <laughs> glowing with
1: intention <laughs> <laughs> and meaning yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a, it's wasted a on massive me the collector of things that have no real value um but it sort of came from, I think it came from the fact that I didn't have a lot of like items that belonged to me when I was a child. We moved around loads. And there was so much chaos and movement that you didn't really have anything of your own. So I've always been really drawn to things that I could keep.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think I'm always really interested in what other people keep and what it means and the whole um, energy of objects is fascinating like, and i firmly believe that everything holds an energy if you wear something it will hold an energy for of you i think yeah. everything's got energy it holds energy it holds memory or emotion particularly but i think that sort of magic and emotion are pretty much the same thing aren't they like yeah that, i would say is, is,
2: is of... it is it sort of like um because i oh, speaking of clay space so ian at clay space um is like a keto yeah, yeah. master so so it's key which is the kind of roughly broadly speaking the life life force and energy behind something. So is it like that? Is it like a version of Key? Uh, In a way. Maybe maybe
1: Ian would probably think, what? No. (laughs) Key's really important. What are you talking about, Charlie and Dutta? But no, I think... uh, well anything everything has um like an atomic um number and energy and vibration anyway so scientifically what we've been able to prove is everything has a particular vibration even um different substances do that so and stones have silicon in them which is used in computers for data sort of processing and um memory and things like that so there's lots of sort of i mean obviously tenuous but there's lots of links but i think that any living thing or not living or anything on the earth has an energy. And even if you just think this stone's really important, that stone will be important to you. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, it's We create our own uh, world, don't we? We yeah. create our own thought. That's why I'm and a
2: nightmare we, and, on the beach because it's like, that. I mean, there's obviously like hundreds of millions of stones, but then I will zero in on a handful and, like, oh, this one looks amazing. And I'll come away with a pocket full and, and then I'll, but then I'll forget like why they caught my eye. So I've got like tons of these. Stones and pebbles, which I've forgotten why they mean something, but at the time they were sort of yeah. That was the you one were inspired to do that, yeah, by uh,
1: the mood or the like, the, the vibration you were at at that time, yeah. or... And I often think that those are signals in some way that um, that we there's something that we've connected with that object. And if you're making a connection with an object, I'm interested in that conversation that you're having with an object. Because you can have a connection and be like, I just really like it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm interested in like, well, why? Why do you really like it? Or what does that, what does it remind you of? What energy has it got? Like all of those things and yeah. keeping stuff from people that have died and uh, I, I just find it so fascinating and I did, when I did my degree um, in, I did in illustration but I never did any illustration, I just did like sort of more fine art projects I think and I followed um, a house clearance company round the houses of people that had died, oh, amazing. Um, obviously with permission and it yeah. was all fine and the, it was a lovely and sort of obviously um, I had to be very respectful and I felt like I didn't, it wasn't a disrespectful time but it was just to witness the the material life of people that had died, Yeah. like what was left behind. And how that was treated. There was a lot of like video and sound I'd recorded about. Um, And I think that obviously we hold things dear throughout our lifetimes and we leave with nothing. We come in with nothing and we leave with nothing. Mm. And what do we do in between? And why is there, why? I mean, I don't know why I find things so important. Maybe it's because I've got Taurus in my 12th house. I don't know. But (laughs) 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 But I'm just so like obsessed with stuff. I mean, I have, yeah,
2: I've I've got like a similar thing where. I think I don't have it so much now and it's mainly because of a space issue and I've had a lot of stuff in a lockup for quite a while so I've had to
1: Records Are you talking about records. <laughs> yeah, yes. How do you know? Let's be specific.
2: <laughs> yeah, so a, a lockup full it's like a huge crate full of records um as well as boxes and boxes of paper from not from my childhood that's in my parents' house but it's like a like shoe boxes just full of stuff from being yeah. a teenager and like weird little things I pick up so if I was DJing somewhere and I had a flyer with my name yeah. in it, it's like, w- weirdly, I'd take a stack of them because it's, it's like, not because it's an ego trip, but because, oh, it's got my name in it. Wow, oh, and that was the night it happens. Oh, amazing. So I've got loads of those. I've got loads of old little toys. Actually, I do have toys from when I was a kid. Some of them unopened. I went through a phase of buying things and not opening them. Mm. And also, it happens with records as well. I'd have, like, I'd buy some, sometimes I'd buy three copies of a record. So I'd yeah. use one and keep two of them sealed up, which was. Truly bizarre. I've never got to the bottom of that one, but like, I have a relationship with things where it's like one false move, and I would be a complete pack rat hoarder, yeah. like getting you know killed by being, your being own killed record by stash records and newspapers
1: because they're all covered in plastic. Yeah, yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's, yeah, it's yeah. Literally, I'm I'm very close to that happening. If all those records were in my house, then And things would be bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: I think it's to do, I mean, I, I do know why it's to do with loss and fear of loss and all of those other things. But also, I think there's a really positive side to objects that are special. And I think that that's what. That's what I love about um, objects for ritual or objects that have um, the potential to, to to remind you and to keep you on track with stuff or to hold an emotion for you. Because some emotions are pretty big or confusing yeah. or complicated and, and you can't always bring them into your daily life. And so if you've got somewhere you can kind of put them in a way or like spend time with them yeah. safely that's that's kind of where i'm going with what i make do
2: you do you feel like because with with the shrine that's behind me can i is, is that the right word for it i Go don't it know well. i did, yeah
1: or just like a collection yeah or like a power grotto or like i love those
2: two words together so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. okay it's so kind that, of
1: more of a power grotto because they are yeah, they yeah. are items that i just enjoy and yeah. or there's they're symbols of love from the kids or like people that I know or just symbols of other things in my life that maybe I need to sort out as well like there's stuff with right, my dad right. in there that isn't fully processed and all of that yeah. stuff so it's there I'm aware of it and if it's an object I can see it and I've got control over it in, yeah. in a lot of ways as well so yeah so sure. the, sort of the links between healing and emotional transformation and objects are sort of like that's where I go wild I yeah think. and just sort of I mean there's so many other things I want to make as well like it's'm of... Of, I make a lot of these goddesses, but they've yeah. just got sketchbooks full of like other stuff that it's all about power and like putting into form narratives and, um, or using a lot of old symbolism and the ways that we communicate and dream. Like, oh my god, I was listening to a podcast the other day about a dream healing, it's amazing. Like, in creating this, so, oh, <laughs> it's about by Edward Tick wrote this book, I've got the book now. Uh, about the greek tradition or greek m- medicine really or healing of um, they create a dream chamber and you prepare for your dreams and they believe that um, I, don't know, I probably believe the same thing that the divine or the the great um the greater energy or the the divine love or whatever it is i'm not yeah. really entirely sure everyone's got a different idea about what it is but um, speaks to you through those um, altered in those altered states or subliminal states or like un- subconscious states yeah. and that's where you get information about how to um, to release yourself from patterns or to um, like uh, move forward with the things you want or like how to yeah. manifest the stuff that you want to do or to, to help people in this lifetime
2: yeah it's kind of it's like in that state you're um, that's when you're really at your most vulnerable because you're completely unconscious but then your your thoughts are relatively unfiltered as well that's why yeah, dreams are just state. chaos like it's almost like your your brain has filmed all this stuff in the day and then you have no editor when you're asleep so it's just like all right here's all the footage then i create something with it and then you wake up like what was what was that in there for oh i remember somebody said that word earlier and like, that's how i think of it there's loads of yeah absolute bullshit but then there's a lot of points where it's like oh, okay i think i know why that was in there and you can I can sort of trace it back in a way
1: that yeah, um, that makes sense, I mean, and also this bloke was saying on the podcast that the reason why we have these um like really jumbled dreams that don't tend to make sense sometimes is because because we don't live in the same sort of communities and speak as as we did potentially yeah there's there's, le- there's a lack of community I think today that, that could probably be sort of like agreed, and because of that we're not. We're not like having that congruence and that that connection with so many people, I and mean, we do with family and friends, but like the wider community and potentially i mean the earth and nature there's there's a lack of connection which I think we're all like more aware of now, yeah, and because of that, is- we're not dreaming in like the archetypal or the old symbols we don't have like a a dream language anymore that we share that yeah. we can then communicate and then dream in, which will help us to sort of resolve things or, or and, and heal each other. I think sometimes like you're tuning yourself to be a more healing uh, energy or like a more like powerful energy or whatever you're yeah. made to do, like whatever you're here to do or what your yeah. like greatest capacity for love is. Like that's how I think you're tuning yourself to in those non-ordinary states. Yeah, and okay, I, that yeah. fascinates me. Yeah. Because that's what you do when you're making stuff. You're in a non ordinary state. You're in that state yeah. of like flow isn't Yeah, that. Yeah. So I'm fascinated by that. Non ordinary states, journeying, vision, like the, the whole like symbolism, the whole connected conscious. Yeah. I think it is connected. If someone has an idea about something somewhere or understands something, I think that, that has an effect on everybody. If something is understood yeah. or a wisdom is gained, I think on some level we all get a connection to that. We all get access yeah. to it
2: no it, it yeah it, it really it makes sense because we're all essentially from the the same thing and we have lots of markers to signify how different we are but you take them away and we all have the same wants and needs and well mostly like broadly speaking i guess but
1: yeah like there's a hierarchy of needs yeah. i mean that's yeah Is i suppose what another sort of I mean, it's all the same thing, really. Like, it's all about emo- how we transform e- ourselves emotionally and each other. Yeah. And that's that's completely like where I'm coming from, really. I mean, yeah. That's why that's what inspires me. And how objects and stuff comes into that because how do you like there has to be because there's an internal landscape and an external landscape. And I'm interested in homes and the home is like an external landscape that I'm just like fascinated by. Yeah. How are we like, our little yeah. caves. Yeah, and how they reflect our inner... Ca- that whole, like, cave-inside, cave-outside vibe, that's...
2: There's so many... It's like there's loads of dangling threads. I can't <laughs> pick one, and there's some that I know I've forgotten, and I'll get back to editing it, and I'll be like, ah, oh, for Christ's sake, like, why didn't we go back to that one? And I have, I have Maybe I should be taking notes while we're talking, but then I... I that would distract much, me, I it? think. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've already got a page full of absolute chicken scratch in front of me, but... um So... Like, how do you see your house? Like, do you do you look at your house objectively or, or like, are you too in your house to... Oh, it's
1: a weird one, actually, because I lived... Um, cause, um, I think my sort of... <laughs> my early years were really tumultuous and chaotic and quite traumatic, really, in a lot of ways. And I used to live yeah. in this house. <clears throat> this is a house I moved out of when I was 16. And sort of, like, nothing was ever, like, done quietly or without any sort of, like, fire, basically. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So to come back here and to bring up my kids here... Um, has been a process of, like, uh, renewal in a lot of ways for, for the energy of the home and me. And yeah. it's been a bit... It's been really weird, actually.
2: When did you move here? I mean, not not as an adult, but, I mean, like, were you born um, and then you were sort of I was
1: born back in Canterbury here? and then right. went to America. And we travelled yeah. and lived in America and Jamaica and just sort of, like, all, all over, really. We moved a lot. How long was that period? The, the, uh, seven years, yeah. So seven years in... Um, in the board, states, yeah. Like in the states,
2: and how long were you in Jamaica for?
1: Oh, I think my mum was living there when she was pregnant with me on a boat, oh. and then she came back here and had me, and then took me out there. I think I was about six weeks old, so that was Amazing. sort of like. And then my brother was born when I was just over a year, so I'd probably been done there. And then we went somewhere else. I don't really remember. Yeah. But we've been back to this country a few times. But I remember we lived in Birmingham for a bit. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why. Uh and then but yeah, it was all sort of going back and forth, lots of plane journeys and yeah. sort of like yeah, it was it was very sort of lots of, we lived in lots of different places and I think my idea of home is um it's all tied up with security and and did when you you've did grown, you feel
2: secure like when you were travelling around? No, never, I don't think I did. No, and no. I think
1: when we when we last talked to that podcast, I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god, I don't think I ever felt safe until I came to this country. Right, I was like, right, Oh right. of course like mm. <laughs> then, uh, but it explains a lot because I've bought caravans that I've got stuff stored in which is really useful but also I've bought caravans that look like the ones we lived in so I've done this sort of whole sort of healing journey with them and repaired them and like made them my own that's fascinating made stuff in them yeah
2: so like you you bought an object which is the caravan to keep objects in in and then you also bought objects to make objects inside of as well
1: Yeah, it's just I'm a weird, obsessive little bat, kind of yeah, making this stuff because I have to. I feel like like I can't stop making things. Like that makes me feel unwell if I stop. Yeah, but also, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that feel like that. If you're not making something, you don't feel relaxed or like it's a. Mm. It's definitely like a a processing tool for me.
2: Yeah, and yeah, that probably that inspires the feeling of unwellness. Like if you if you can't process. Those thoughts in that way, then how else do you process them? And like, like yeah. if you took away the, um, the, you know, the goddess making part, then yeah i wonder what charlie russell would I'd be that, like, making
1: something else i, I cannot yeah, would have i've to be always something, made things yeah. but i remember when i was um so i had a period where i didn't or did i know hang on i can't remember now i think there might have been a period where i wasn't i was working or doing something but um and i was thinking oh yeah i'm just going to go and do um i've got to go back to college because i left school and went to work at mcdonald's so that was yeah that was interesting <laughs> But then went back to college about about five times, and it was just one of those, like, I was never, it was was trying to land somewhere, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't really work, but I remember waking up in the middle of the night, like, having some massive, like, oh my God, I need to go and make stuff, that's what, I don't need to be doing anything else except making things. That's how it hits, isn't it? It just It hits you in a
2: really physical, palpable way. It's not like a sort of thought crisis, it's like a physical... I woke Feeling. up in the, like, properly, yeah.
1: like, nightmare-style woke up. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, like, you did. woke up, like, night like I, <laughs> of... yeah Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I've never woken up sweaty. like sweating I, I, really I remember actually. it really
2: clearly. But um... I want to have it one day where I, just, like, I wake up in a film like that and I have to go into the bathroom and put cold water on my face. <laughs> so I think I'm Wearing to... a vest. Yeah, looking in the mirror for 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and then making a phone call. Or a phone call Make comes it to a me. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, but so like Spaces it was a really lovely book um, The Poetics of Space by Gaston Bachelard um, that I remember reading I was just like obsessed with like how because um, I think it's because obviously I didn't have a fixed place to live and we didn't go to school so there was no like nothing. Yeah. There was no fixed places in in those first seven years, and I think that's how how you originally like that's who you are like core you. You Like the first seven years, in the seven, seven first seven years, yeah. yeah. Like you know who you are. Well, you don't know who you are, but like that you're It's set. like the, the dough, isn't it? And then yeah, every, it's like everything the first just stage caught up in the yeah in the yeah. first seven years. I'm quite a believer in the seven year cycles. Um, yeah, so I yeah, love, yeah, I love a cycle or like a natural. Natural cycles, like three, mo- the moon cycles, and the like, the extensions of that are really beautiful. Do you
2: think that, like, do you feel that happening in your life, or like, do you feel because yeah. you believe in it, oh, you yeah. sort of? Do you... I, f-
1: I fit it around it, of course. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. that's my system; keeps me safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: that yeah, makes sense. I, I, yeah, I definitely agree with the, the seven-year thing, and I think I've, yeah, I've definitely had. I like, I don't notice it happening. Re- like when it's happening, I don't notice it. It feels seamless, but then I look yeah. back. When I think back to seven years ago, I was a totally different person. And the way I thought, I can't remember how I thought seven years ago. I feel like the the way I think now is how I've always thought. But of course, it's totally not because in order to progress, you have to keep changing. And in order to get over stuff or deal with it, your thought patterns have to change to a degree. Otherwise, you just
1: don't don't move along emotionally. Yeah. Because otherwise, you'll have, like you say, you have problems or you get stuck in strange little. I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm constantly evolving <laughs> yeah. at a rate that's sometimes a bit frightening. Not that I'm like a highly evolved person, but I, know you at mean. All, yeah. but I just feel like self-awareness is like at the front there. And I think you have to be like, I have a responsibility to be become as self-aware as possible because <laughs> obviously with two kids and, and yeah. history, like, mine I, I think it's important and i've seen what happens to people that refuse to sort of or can't bring any awareness to their mm. behavior or their relationships and and that's not really where i want to go really Is but it, everyone's got a different like perspective on like yeah. the pursuit of self awareness I like, i don't want to no for sure a knob but <laughs> <laughs> that's my choice i like, I'm, I'm i read about like i'm really interested in how we process uh like our emotions and trauma and all of that so that that fascinates me so and yeah. doing this course i'm doing a course that um yeah what's the what's the course you're doing um, It sound,
2: i think we talked about it last time it was um i'm gonna i'm gonna try and stop saying that because otherwise we're doing just, really why don't we just release the just... old podcast <laughs> yeah we already talked about this um yeah uh it, it's Am I right in saying it's to do with listening? Yeah, it's about it's yeah. the
1: listening and helping skills. It's the foundation oh, yeah. course that you would do if you wanted to go into therapy or anything like that. But or it's not <laughs> that I want. to yeah. I keep saying you should do a podcast. <laughs> I, don't know about that. Um, I really enjoy it. I, I I love talking to people though, but I I, I like find I, I'm always really drawn to what um how people want to what they want to change and all like any conversation yeah. i usually get to is like what is that so what is that you want to like where do you want to go with that like what you know how do you want to get around that or transform from that yeah yeah but that's not always helpful for everybody that's what i'm learning you just need to sort of just chill out and listen to people which well, yeah, is yeah, really yeah, lovely and it's so. oh my god it's so beautiful this the, just going into the course it sort of spun me out a bit to start with actually um to go in and to discuss in a group and uh, about how to respect people, how to be empath- empathize with people, yeah. um, how to be compassionate, and like really deeply like talk about these things and read about them and and like, really explore them. In um, one-to-one situations, and, mm. which obviously sort of has an impact on all of your sort of relationships, and that was a revelation. It was like, oh my goodness, this is like some basics on how to have good boundaries, yeah, um, and how to respect other people and respect yourself. And I don't think that anybody really knows that. No, like, it, it's not taught in schools. No, I think we have to learn it ourselves. Yeah, cause through it, heartbreak and yeah, like yeah. arguments and or, or negative experiences, teach yeah. us a lot. Yeah, know, for so. sure. I mean um, oh, positive ones, but right.
2: yeah. But like, yeah, I, I was thinking of how um, you get to a certain age, and you almost forget how like you you can learn all these skills and disciplines. But um, there are certain skills that Because, guess yeah, like you said, it comes to experience. But like the art of listening and and how almost like these sort of just basic human skills. You don't. There, there's no like classes on on stuff like that. There's no like mm. focused learning period or you don't go to a class and you have the two hours on how to have a conversation or how to sort of how to read emotional how, how to read cues and
1: yeah and body and language social cues someone at the door so i've just got oh yeah to quickly, yeah yeah, do it sorry. do it uh, are you still
2: doing it yeah, yeah, yeah. um what i think um i was having a finished? great old chat <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but um
1: but what i think about the the whole the fact that we we aren't um we're not learning these things now, is because mm. we're not. Um, we don't have any ritual left. We don't have any ceremony, community ceremony. There's so little routine things that we do. That, um, for example, uh, if your if your community meets and sits in a circle and talks about important things or whatever, or mm. people, other people's needs, or all of those things in a small sort of way rather than sort of politicians on the telly and that kind of stuff but in a smaller way there's no discussion of what different groups needs are different perspectives all that kind of stuff that's not Mm. really going on and no one's taught how to sit and listen to someone who's expressing whatever it is like their need for something material or something emotional or like the needs of um, nature around or the fields or whatever plants are being grown for Mm -hmm. like consumption and those discussions aren't going on so we're sort of we're not learning how to talk and have like empathy or compassion for not really doing that i don't know maybe maybe i'm just like romanticizing some sort of like (laughs) way of life that i imagine would be better but i think this is what instagram and what a lot of the therapies that are coming back up or just being remembered and being sort of like Um, brought into our daily lives now that's what that's about it's about like connection connecting us all more teaching everybody how to empathize how to be compassionate how to understand themselves how to how to love freely and how to like feel good about yourself so that you can then treat other people yeah absolutely i feel like the
2: the, the mental health yeah issue is really coming into play now especially with i think also i feel like the social media thing is something that we're all sort of coming to terms with like, we've had it for long enough to set in patterns and yeah, the dopamine responses we get from likes and things like that. Mm. And, and we feel like we're interacting, but I think we're, we're we're coming to terms with the fact that actually that's not connection at all. And like that semblance of connection we have through it isn't real. And I yeah. think, I think there's a bit of a pendulum swing back to like, all right, forget all that stuff. That's not doing us any favors. And like, yeah, like the, the community sort of ritual element, I'm fascinated by ritual. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't know if it's coming back or not, but I feel like there's something on the verge of returning in that I think sense. Like
1: a personal ritual or like um, routine and stuff like that, um, and part of like a lot of why I my thinking about making the the goddesses is about um, is about those personal routines um, yeah. and the meditations that you might need to do or the thoughts that you have or just like that. I mean, the whole thing. A lot of people do stuff with the moon and and those. Um, And those spaces that we create in our homes for those routines and rituals and the self-care thing and all the rest of it. But um, I think that you're you're right in as much as we're moving away from uh, there's so many posts i read like oh i haven't been on instagram for ages because yeah. actually instagram makes me feel really rubbish and yeah. weird and it's like i'm Great. hearing that so much i love though. that yeah, because yeah, i yeah. do it i just disappear because <clears throat> i just think i actually can't handle it yeah and then i'll come back and i'll be fine and then i will have to go away again but i just yeah. accepted that loads of other no, people do that and i, I worry that i'm not i have, haven't got a presence i think oh i haven't done anything for ages i know that and sometimes the... i want to share stuff and sometimes i really don't
2: yeah i get the same i feel like when i'm at um, usually, when I'm at my most fulfilled, I, that's when I I'm fine with not being on Instagram. Like, genuinely, when I'm when I'm feeling happy and content, and you know, things are a, a bit of an even keel, and I mean they're, they're never perfect, obviously, but like when when I feel like I'm at a bit of a comfortable stage, my instinct isn't to go on Instagram. Really? And, yeah, I, I'm I, the that, opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, I feel like I I reach Instagram when um you know you see the little heart and like, they know what they're doing with that. It's like gamifying life and you post a picture up and you get a score for it yeah it's like oh here's a picture of me doing this I'm not going to say the thing oh here's a picture of my lunch everyone uses that I, I don't I don't think anyone I follow is showing me a picture of their lunch ever not for the last it's, four years anyway. yeah I don't think that's the thing anymore <laughs> but so yeah I think when I'm at, when I'm at probably a low or average point that's when I'll reach for Instagram to, to sort of bring myself back up. It's like a bit of, it's like a cup of coffee or something. That's funny, isn't it? Because um, I've gone the other
1: way. Like, I, I yeah. can't do it unless I feel like properly on but no, but that, top. But that's
2: good. So that's, that's, you, you've identified when is the right time to use it. I think we both have in a way. Like, for me, it's when I'm. Well, actually, that's not the right time to use it when I'm not feeling great, is it?
1: <laughs> if it's like okay. a cup of coffee, if it is just a pick-me-up or just a reminder of your uh, some of the good things that you can do or your skills or like with the podcast yeah. and all the rest of it or like, yeah, or celebrating stuff. I mean, I think if you think about it in those terms, like, oh, I'm just going to celebrate this because I feel a bit like maybe like... A yeah,
2: lady. yeah. I mean, the podcast is a bit different because it's something I feel like I I should be sharing and I want mm. to share it. So that it's less about me getting likes. It's more like this thing is out have a listen to Charlie Russell talk about these awesome creations <laughs> she makes and you'll enjoy it. It's not about me and it's not like saying, oh, um, by the way, if you like it, then it'll make me feel good. So, uh, yeah, do, if you do that. It's like when it, when anyone says, oh, I love the podcast or something like that. I'm not, not, not giving myself confidence. But like if somebody says I like it, then I'll say... There's going to be a lot of people saying that. You're going to have to get used this, to it. This it. one's going to be... Damn this one and, blah, up my, blah, and, and the last one. You're gonna have yeah. to
1: do a double, a double <laughs> episode. Uh, Charlie on Lemsip and it, Charlie not on Lemsip. Yeah,
2: it's gonna come out sooner or <laughs> later if you watch. But like when when people say, you know, thanks for doing it, it obviously like I, I can't really accept the thanks because it's about the guest. Like th- this podcast that we're recording right now, if somebody says, Oh thanks for doing it, it's like well, you're thanking me for facilitating or like for, for organising a time I can speak to you, Charlie. And that they can listen to it.
1: You're gonna to have to own it's... a little bit of it, though, buddy, because facilitating is an art in itself. I guess so. And I, it's a generous I, I, gift.
2: But it feel it feels weird to accept a compliment <laughs> like when you when you... no, know. I can't, I can't don't, accept can it. Put my hands in my
1: fucking to shake my head.
2: Oh, God damn it! <laughs> it's like Bridget said, I'm being theraped. Um, yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I feel, definitely. I feel I like do, it's I a hard compliment mean, to yeah. take because I, I didn't. It's not like I've made an album and it was all me and I made everything from start to finish. Um, it's like this is a, it's a collaboration. I feel yeah. like so perhaps I can accept some of the, some of the thanks or whatever. But it feels great that, um, that conversation has landed well with somebody. So for me, it's, it's a success because somebody's listened to it, liked it. Obviously. What they mean by they've liked it is that they've got something out of it, mm. and they've found a reason to stick to it to the end, so yeah that that makes me feel good, but in a way that is not kind of like smug good, it's sort of it's more like a greater good thing, yeah, and like I think that that's, nice,
1: like that's yeah. got so much value, yeah, I mean obviously when we're making music and all the rest of it, or you've you're um creating something that just you create um there's definitely resonance in that and intention and that can have an effect on someone else or a group of other people but yeah. you don't get that magic that happens when there's two people doing a thing together yeah and yeah. Uh, and that's really a lovely thing that's the best thing and i think that's yeah that's really important and i think what's it called congruence? yeah where you're like agreeing and there's a lovely sort of like that magic vibe that's really healing so what you're doing is like i would see things in terms of how they're healing you or how they're helping you or how they're helping you to transform which probably is a bit much sometimes but i I literally think about everything it's probably
2: something i hadn't thought about so it's it's interesting to hear your oh my god
1: no you're like providing a space for someone else to reflect on themselves yeah and you're providing a really safe space and like a generous space and an interested space, and there's nothing better than you've got like the full nest there, like the comfy yeah. nest for the for the for the egg. You're not
2: seeing the knife I'm holding under the table, but yeah, I understand. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's that's definitely true. And I think with also with podcasts is that I I, can't, I couldn't imagine being confrontational or sort of being sort of like, well, wh- why do you think that? Like that kind of thing. I, 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 I can't help but go, yeah, interesting. Cause it is like whatever you're saying now, it's like, I'm not just sort of like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Like it is interesting because it's, I haven't, I don't know what you're about to say and how you're about to respond mm. and it's making me think differently in that moment. And then it's altering my response and then I'm thinking, oh yeah, I can then, okay, you said that. So then that makes me think this and it's, it's like two-way street of in- interestingness
1: yeah and i think that this is important to um uh information or other people's perspectives they they're this they're faceted aren't they and so if you're yeah. going to see something from a new from someone else's or well, it like it's like feedback and conversation or feedback and talking about people's ideas and that uh, can only enrich another person's perspective if they're willing to mm. if, you've, if you've got the right mindset which yeah, is yeah. sort of full acceptance and um respectful communication and yeah that's exactly what we're doing and i think that that's a really lovely thing oh nice
2: that's that's really nice to hear i think it's uh you're saying about the ritual thing i reckon there's probably something to be said for podcasts being a form of that mm-hmm. like real-time conversation long form so it's not it's not like a sort of twitter version of a conversation it's not like a five minute stop and chat sort of like how are you doing good how are you doing good cool conversation over like, it, you get to some really deep stuff sometimes, mm. especially with you. I find that we always get to some really... I just go straight
1: in there. Yeah.
2: Like, well, yeah, we were saying before we started, it's like, that's such a good way of... just You just get straight to it. Like, the, I, I'm... I'm quite into the small talk thing. I think yeah again I've I've said I think this on podcasts. And that's the podcast, your kindness, but...
1: isn't it? We talked about this. Your kindness yeah. is that you will do that. You'll do that stuff with people. And I think that's really because I can't do it. No,
2: but like not everyone not everyone is into that and not everyone responds in the same way. I think with, with me the small talk is sort of oh well at least somebody's you yeah, know they could be doing anything. They could just say hi and then not say anything. But if somebody says hi isn't it cold today or something like that. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, you know, we can all probably do a bit better than that. But like to me, that's not the point. It's sort of, that's the runway from from. It's a bit cold today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you can go anywhere with that. Like you don't have to say yes. It is <laughs> silence. Like you could you could start talking about yeah. You know, the one thing that I used to do when it was cold, or there could be some crazy tradition you have, or maybe geographically there could be something to be said for another country where how they deal with cold, or you could just you could talk about you can go anywhere it's a window a lovely window, yeah. isn't it? yeah yeah and but like, that's the way i see small talk for, for me personally and then and then if you get onto the big stuff then yeah that's i love it that's like my favorite place to be but i know it's not always there isn't always time to do that and i think that's why some people probably shy away from it a bit because it feels like oh god this is going to be a long one i, I ain't got the time like
1: <laughs> and you don't want to unpack any of your like delicate objects or your delicate stuff do you really? no nah.
2: I don't think, yeah, not not all the time, because I think. Well, I think mine are probably sort of they're kind of ready to go. I've got, them in a little like, <laughs> wheelie. Yeah, yeah. Case. <laughs> Just unzip Just it. Well, what right, should we go okay. through? <laughs> I feel like you probably have that though as well. I feel oh like yeah, you, it's always right there. I know yeah, what
1: it yeah, is. I yeah. know, like, I know a lot of what my triggers are for stuff and yeah. all of those. Like, yeah. And, I feel like
2: you're good. You know how to handle it. Like you, you know how to sort of get it out of the uh, the, the wheelie case, and you know how to sort of handle it and show it to somebody
1: and and then put it back yeah it's hard though yeah. like I have phases where it's not like I can't I've just started like getting really overwhelmed by stuff mm. but I think that those times are really important as well though when you do feel a bit like you can't yeah you're just there was a there's a <laughs> yeah there's bits of weird times recently where I felt like really felt like um i was different myself at different ages and like it's been right. like a really weird like weird shamanic experience, like out uh-huh. of not even out of body but just just weird um, yeah but it's been really useful and sometimes when you're ill as well when i get ill i have these really strange dreams and like times where i'm like thinking about stuff in images or like in different yeah and it gets a bit much but actually yeah. afterwards it's been quite a clearing is what well, is
2: there a certain illness that like are you talking about colds feverish, and feverish? Like a bit yeah. feverish. I yeah. don't really
1: get colds anymore. I get like a oh, weird fever it. that lasts about six weeks, like a weird vibe. And then yeah. during that time, I'll do loads of processing and sort of like loads, write loads of stuff down and. I don't know. I'm at that age. I'm at midlife crisis age, so of course I'm going to be like, like fully <laughs> getting like your, getting, really getting like three processes out and yeah. like really baking some cakes with that. <laughs> like, just it has to be. I think like now I'm just like it has to be done. I've got to get rid of some stuff and um, like because I want to make more work. It's just like I want to make loads of work.
2: Yeah. So all right. Well, let's get to that then, because so I sort of I've, I don't know if we've covered the goddesses enough because I'm hoping that by now whoever's listening to this hello um i hope that people have looked at your work online or they've looked at your instagram and they know what the goddesses are mm. um but can you can you talk about let's say on a on a broader in a broader way so the goddesses but also what, what from the goddesses onwards like what are the what are the um, things you have in mind like how can you okay, go from yeah. goddesses to the next thing
1: i think what i'm what i've learned over the last three years since i've been making them. From just making them for myself to then suddenly having a like a series of events where they ended up, I ended up making some for Turner as a sort of um, because the woman Kate who runs the shop there, she was sort of like really getting her f- like feet under the table with the shop and yeah. like really wanted to use like local artists. And it just it was just like one of those magical things, were like bang, it just happened. They
2: fit so well there, though. Like that, well, that was hopefully. one of the one of the first, th- like, I think one of the first ones went to Turner, your goddesses were there, and that was I really zeroed in on them because they were so. It's like ah, oh, the, the face, the the texture, like the color is like it's so up my street. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Big I think ups. it's
1: yeah. I just got really lucky there, and obviously having to make um like a, a lot of them um has built my confidence so much. I mean, I think people probably like there's a lot of people that did know me before I started doing these, but like confidence, like creative wise. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just like, just knocked out all of the stuff that I needed to get out of the way. So that's been lovely. And I've understood why I'm doing it more. And it's it's more about, I really like objects that... Um And I'm fascinated by different cultures, the way that they use um, symbols, objects, um, gods and goddesses and and all. I mean, it's a collective thing is that everyone has uh, there's lots of indigenous communities. Obviously, they have their own expressions of um, the goddess and the gods and nature and all the rest of it. And uh, there's obviously have a lot of respect for that. Um, And over time as well we've made things that are for purpose that have like a face or a yeah. represent um a human being or represent a greater being in human form or an animal that represents something yeah, and yeah, all yeah. Are, like it's just respect for like the divine essentially yeah. and everything that's ever been made is i i'm fascinated by that stuff that stuff that's made um, in conjunction with our desire to connect to the divine in ourselves and other, and, um, and connect with other people, that the objects for connection—that's yeah. that what it's about. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I want to make more of those. I mean, the goddesses—I love making them, and it's great. But they're quite, uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they are what they are. But there's other. Uh, power objects that I really want to make there's so much to do like so many sort of figurative things or like uh and not just yeah like a yeah. lot more ceramic work bigger I want to make a giant goddess obviously how, uh, with loads of is, goddesses how inside big it, a giant goddess oh, I'd love it you could walk in that would be amazing imagine a giant oh goddess God. that you could walk into there was a safe space like a, a space for whatever you wanted it to yeah. be, and it was filled with Goddesses. Oh, I can imagine it. Like you yeah, go in, like, it'd be
2: like, you know, the redwood trees that they cut. Yes, like, oh, God. Wood, I'm, like, so,
1: I'm upset. That's why I uh, want to go. That's one of my missions is to go and. Um, you're pointing see at something, them. tell me. There's a picture. Of, that's If I want a, something in my life, I'll put a picture of it up there on the fridge there. There's a, a redwood, like a, the National oh, Geographic yeah. poster. Yeah. Oh, my of, A giant one. It's in the snow, but um, maybe Jesus it's in the life. winter of my life. I'll go and see it. But, <laughs> um, that is incredible. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I, there's there's that I'd like to do, and yeah, I don't know. My other mission was to drive the kids around Europe, so that'll happen next year, I think. Yeah, take them out of school for a bit and just drive around.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like would would you? Um, can you go on a productive retreat somewhere like can you can you make stuff on the road maybe
1: like, i don't know how, i think the... it would probably i think it yeah i'd have to take a break really yeah and, yeah and do it but i think there's another because i saw this van two years ago that i really wanted and i was like oh my god if i ever camper yeah, Campo. If yeah. I ever do it, that's what I'm going to get. Um, and I was just fell in love with it. And I remember really clearly this image of this van, and I was like, right, okay. And Does I think, it look like the
2: one you had when you were a kid? Or the one you? No, you got-
1: no, we never yeah. had anything. This was it was, and it's gold as well. Oh, <laughs> and um, I saw it, and I was like, I'd forgotten about it completely. And then I was like, right, I need to like, work out what it is that I need to do. My daughter's twelve now; she just turned twelve. So right. it's like you're running out of time in a way because they're going to be <laughs> quite old. Well, she's going to get old. I mean, Eddie's five, so he's fine. Yeah. yeah um, but I know that I need to do a journey as an adult with them, like be on the road for a period yeah, of time, like yeah. as a sort of shamanic healing journey or some sort of like uh, me as adult, me as the parent and them yeah. as the children. But um,
2: I remember those when, w- yeah, like I, I, there's like two big road trips I remember as a kid, but they were sort of the opposite of shamanic healing. <laughs>
1: <It's> like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but- it'd, be,
2: it'd be nice to have... Um, I mean, as well, like, because you're, I mean, you don't mind me saying, like, you're a single parent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. So like, I feel like that would be, it'd be such an amazing trip because it's just you behind the wheel and then you've yeah. got like, yeah, ultimate control. it'd be a real nice intimate, w- yeah.
1: yeah. Ultimate control.
2: Well, yeah. Well, no chances uh, no, of like barking at each other. I just, just want my
1: kids stuff. to know that they're safe with me yeah. and that they can all like, I don't know that whole I don't know what it is but it's all very personal to do with my own experiences but yeah 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 but uh, yeah so the trip's gonna happen because um I saw this van two years ago as the, the soon as I'd made the decision to buy a van I saw it for sale wow. and I was like what and the bloke I law bought of, it off of attraction. yeah the bloke yeah. I bought it off had the same name and the same birthday as the bloke that I bought my car off uh, my car's got my birthday which is weird but like it's you know, things that don't let you down. Like, I like a vehicle that doesn't let you down, yeah. yeah and um, so I had to buy this this gold van, it's really slow, uh, but but it's great because it's slow because it makes me slow, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, in enforced sort of mindfulness, it's amazing. It's been an yeah.
1: amazing experience, actually. And I'm gonna get it all fixed up, and yeah, oh, we're gonna go next you. year, it's gonna happen, but yeah, um, yeah, no, good for you for looking a, forward not... to driving in Italy, but what is is that isn't n- we've just been with some for... friends actually and um yeah it's a bit insane but whatever like yeah. you've got to do the things that frighten you i think sometimes yeah
2: you? I, I think with kids that'll be a good one because if it if it's a bit if you're a bit frightened about going there then... oh i'll be,
1: I'll be going, shut up <laughs> I'm driving <each> shut <laughs> up
2: no but like it, it'll be cool because they'll they'll probably be a bit scared too and there's nothing oh. wrong with a bit of a you know like Touching a bit of a live wire when you're a kid is that those those are the things you remember. I mean, I are, think it's important because yeah.
1: yeah, because I there's obviously loads of really good things about traveling and being on the road all the time or moving around as a kid. Like it's amazing. There's yeah. lots of great stuff about it, and I because I've been quite static with my kids to keep them safe and to like not have, let them have the experiences I did. Mm. Now it's like oh right okay, like that's never going to happen to them. So I need to get them out. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get them like abroad. I need to they need to like. Eat. they need to do all these things because yeah. it's like it, it broadens your mind and yeah, yeah it gets them away from the telly and, yeah. and like all of those things if you're lucky enough to be able to do it like not everyone can and oh, if you're no, a single no, parent sure. like you can do pretty much whatever you want which is great
2: yeah yeah no, i mean it's cool like you you are in a position to do it and yeah you shouldn't
1: you shouldn't necessarily yeah. feel guilty
2: about it but it, it's um you're totally right about kids having that experience and uh, yeah again this is with the caveat that or whatever it is that obviously not all kids can do it but no when um, and not everybody has kids so. oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's true as well like um i mean some my partner and i like we, we don't have kids but like we were living in laos for uh quite. A, that sounded like i said mouse living in laos for quite a while and there was a family there who had this uh, they're, they're american couple and they had um it's like a five-year-old kid like beautiful blonde blue-eyed kid and like it, he, I don't think he'd been to school, and so he'd been taught. I, I don't know how he'd been taught, but he, he he was super smart and really like so communicative and friendly and sociable. And all the all the village folks and in, in the the town we were in, they 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 loved him. Like they'd pass him around. I think when he was younger, they'd like pass him around, Aww. and and the parents were just like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And it was really free and easy. And that kid, basically, like that family lives their life on the road now because i think the the dad is a film producer and um the i think the the mother is in in a similar realm but this kid lives a life lives his life on the road and he's having an amazing time and there's there's so much to be said for that total hands-on experience so that and you were saying that first seven years like that must be massive in terms of development as you get older because just seeing loads of different people and and yeah. yeah But it's and, quite a, yeah. it's quite a risk, I suppose. Mentally, it's I guess to not have your kids in school. It's a bit like, am I am I doing the right thing? Or
1: it was it was weird because I think if my parents had been like, <laughs> it was it was a lot of like a lot of traumatic stuff. It was very intense. It was a very intense lifestyle. So like it yeah. wasn't like just being chill and creative. It was like madness. But that's like, it was an, an ad- a lifestyle for adults really, not for kids. Yeah, um, yeah. So if that hadn't been the case, then maybe it would have been different. But uh yeah like i don't think i suffered from not going to school but what i did need was um i think what i missed out on was having um routine yeah and, like and going to school true. and having those safe people at school is yeah, a routine yeah, 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 yeah. like you grow up with people that you can tell stuff to but if you grow up yeah with like just moving all the time you don't know really
2: nah, th- i mean yeah that's that's one thing that i probably wouldn't think of because well it, again you know not having kids but like also I, I haven't been through that experience so yeah you're totally right that's that's probably an element that um, is you also need to temper it with a bit of routine and a bit of
1: and community of, I think that that was yeah, definitely missing um, right. and if you yeah because it's very insular when you're just like you and your brother and your parents yeah, um, yeah. but yeah community it's like I've realised as I've sort of become an adult obviously I've been an adult for a while but um <laughs> but community is so vital and the community of women and uh, but that particularly um because I didn't understand any of that at all it was just me and my mum like as far as the women in our family were mm. and she didn't really have any friends or any contact with anyone like most of the time actually did you get, like how
2: was your relationship with your mum
1: it's, it's not great I, no. I mean she's got our own way of doing stuff and I've got my own way of doing it and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, we try and respect each other as, most, as much as possible in between that but um, but yeah it's not ideal but, um, but, but women's relationships and the power of um, community and support yeah. is something that is I've, it was almost like a window I looked through. But now, like, over time, I think I've created my own sort of family and community and yeah. my sister and all the... Yeah, I'm lucky enough to have a sister as well who was born, like, loads later when right. we came back to this country. Um, so, yeah, so that's another sort of, like, thing that's behind the work is women and female... The power of women, not as in women are more powerful than men or anything like that, but just that no, whole... No, no. Yeah, it, it, um, it doesn't
2: mean, uh, like, in saying power of women it's not saying it's not sort of invoking the the other argument Yeah, but what about men it's like it's like the um i've heard it said about that the black lives matter movement it's like the people who complain it's like yeah but all lives matter it's like yeah but we're not we're not talking about yeah. we're, not, we're not saying black people at the exclusion of every other no, race it's just You're talking about this this needs attention now yeah i'm not saying white people don't matter i'm not saying chinese people don't matter like so it's um yeah it's kind of uh in saying power of women, it's not saying men don't matter. It's just saying it's like, women have their power sort of, too. You read well. stuff on
1: Instagram, you're a bit like, mm. or maybe that's probably in the last couple of years it's started to shift a bit, but um, I think I was always conscious of that and because yeah. I'm really sort of um, interested in the divine masculine and the divine feminine, the whole balance between the two yeah, yeah. and the balance between the two within us as well. That's where we went in the last conversation yeah. where we were looking it at did. the trajectory that of man. <laughs> yeah. of the,
2: uh, <laughs> that, was, that was super interesting though because like, do we sort of get anywhere with, the differences between the man's journey and the woman's journey.
1: No, um, no, we didn't look at a woman's journey, but yeah. I think that men don't really. I think uh, the men that I've met or have sort of um, conversations with don't really have, or recently particularly, don't really have much of too much of an idea of like what a traditional sort of or a spiritual and, mm. sort of, or I don't even know if that's the right word, but what a good trajectory is or questions that they need to ask themselves in order to be. These, um I, I mean obviously because of my age I like, am meeting or I meet a lot of people that are going through their sort of crisis times or have re- right, yeah. have reached points in their lives where they need to make decisions or they need to make some changes or to process some stuff that's happened yeah yeah that um they haven't been able to process so far and obviously I think a lot of stuff happens in relationship for me I learned loads of stuff in relationships so that's why I don't really have relationships because it was a bit like it was a bit difficult like I don't know that's what's happened so far but um yeah, you learn a lot. And I think that um, there's an amazing book it's um, had some sort of d- criticism because it's quite an old book from mm. the 70s or 80s, I think it was. Um, but I think that anything that was written in the 70s, and there's something really lovely and like naive about a lot of it. And there's a lot of, yeah. I mean, obviously there's a lot of things that have changed and been sort of uh, thought about differently now. But Yeah, but you can read it as an artefact of the
2: time. Yeah, and, and also I think anything that was written, in.
1: like the energy of something that was written at the time you were born... Like, almost like those people that were writing those books are kind of like parents, like intellectual parents of that time mm. as well. So, yeah. uh, although you've got your own spin on it and your own knowledge that you've sort of grown since then. Mm. You can't grow knowledge, but... <laughs> <what> I, mean. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> Hang on. Oh. Hey, Doug. Oh, well, i just take time.
2: Oh! Oh, come Here, on, Magic. You're,
1: oh, you're coming
2: up. On. Make a decision, Go Magic. Go on, do
1: it. Come on, it. Come on Yeah,
2: you have permission. Come aboard. Go on board. Go on. Come on. You want to get on the mic? Oh. There we go. You're <laughs> going to sit down? What are you going to do? Tell me. I should
1: probably just sit down on you. Give her a stroke. Yeah, you can <laughs> on
2: Okay, so it looks like we're about halfway through the podcast at this point. So I'm going to just put a little pause in the middle here. As occasionally we have to put some adverts in there and. Um, I want to just sort of leave a nice little space for that to happen so here is that and we will return to the podcast directly after see you soon
1: Mm-hmm. But no, there's a good book about. um. Yeah, it was the, interesting it's the because 70s it talked. And 80s, yeah, uh, sort of like that, or anything, anything that's written about. Um, it's about. Uh, it's called Iron John. It's just about um, masculinity, really, and about a lot of myths and stories surrounding masculinity, or how, what it is to be a man, and what different cultures do in their sort of ritual and celebration of like becoming a man or being a man yeah, or yeah. all of those things. And I think that there's a lot more sort of interest in that now. But uh, I think maybe my generation, like, are born from people that didn't really... I don't know, like, there wasn't a lot of knowledge about how to bring your boys up without really messing them up <laughs> yeah like, or uh, yeah. like not allowing them to express emotion in healthy ways or like anger is like a big deal isn't it yeah for sure as a sort of coverall for all emotions so, or the one that you are allowed to express as a man yeah, anyway, yeah, there's yeah. This, or there's expected a, to express yeah there's yeah. i mean there's a whole conversation that probably needs some proper intellectual sort of like input there from this is what this, i don't really this is good enough I'm, this is good yeah this is good. um but so i'm really fascinated by that and another that's what i'd like to bring in with the work as well i mean um, the sort of masculine side of the feminine. Um, how, how would that
2: how would that manifest itself with the like? Would it would it sort of manifest itself in the goddess form, or do you think uh, it would be a more know. like an animal? Or?
1: I'm not really sure. Maybe hmm. uh, or I haven't really thought about that. You don't have to answer.
2: It's, yeah, just, I'm not was really was sure. Was, there's was there's curious.
1: a lot of drawings I've done, but they're mostly about um, yeah, just expressions of like of a lot of the ways that I think women feel at the moment. um or just about power really like yeah or your own power um and what power is quite interested in that because it's not power over anything it's just like sort of that quiet um you know, strength strength yeah, yeah, that, yeah um is really important i think
2: do you and feel like you have strength and power
1: maybe now yeah but yeah but then i suppose that's my age and the things that I've like, if I look back now, I think, yeah, I've done quite a lot of stuff that was quite intense. <laughs> yeah, and I've learned a lot, and I haven't become a horrible person. Or I'm not really mean to my kids or anything. Yeah, like, right, not, right. thankfully not. Um, yeah,
2: it's interesting about having because I feel like your your childhood is sort of at the forefront of your thoughts yeah it does it's part. at
1: the moment it is i think i'm in I'm yeah. the final phases of like processing some stuff I yeah need to do.
2: but it's, it's cool because it, it it's interesting seeing how so you 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 say you have like a quite a tumultuous childhood but then mm. you're you're trying to sort of take away that t- tumult tumultuousness from your your own kids lives so yeah. it's like the 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 difference in how you were brought up as to how your kids were brought up like it's I feel like you've sort of averted a, or like n- navigated your way through a pattern forming. Definitely. Like sort I think of there's a lot of, sort of um, seen it often inherited
1: anyway. families. But I'm really interested in that whole epigenetics and what we inherit um, energetically yeah. uh, in our genes. And obviously because my, my the cell that made me would have been in my mum's womb. Uh, while she was inside my grandma's room yeah. so like whatever my grandma was going through energetically I mean there's a lot of writing about this and a lot of people that know exactly what they're talking about but yeah. <laughs> so that um, inherited trauma and also women I'm um, so fascinated by this that women of my generation can um, can live alone they don't have to be married they can have children without mm-hmm. being married and all of those things and that freedom Is uh, something that women of like two generations ago would never have had. Yeah, yeah. So the choices that we're making, um, or a lot of like single women are making, are um, potentially um, sort of breaking those old patterns. And they and with epigenetics, they were saying it takes three generations to to rid um, or to to work out those. um, Yeah. Those things and that is fascinating for me. So yeah, maybe God. like I don't know, like um, I've spoken to my mum about it about like stopping patterns because her mum and her relationship with her mum wasn't good, mm. and I don't and and I've said to my mum that's what I'm here to stop. Like, yeah, and I've spoken to other mothers, um some a bit younger, some the same age as me, and it tends to be or I've found that there's a lot of like, yeah, I don't want my kids to. Well, my daughters have that experience with me. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I will go to therapy, or I will go to groups, or I will, yeah, I will talk openly yeah. about um, all of these things. Or I won't put that the man on the in the top spot. What I'll do is I'll put myself, and then if, yeah. I, if I put myself as really important, then everything flows from there because you, you make your kids important if you feel good, and all of yeah, that sort of close. like obviously. um But anyway, everyone's hierarchy is different, but. um but it's
2: uh, interesting seeing like that. That's the way of breaking the patterns because you could talk about how the patterns are broken, but that's the actual way it can happen. Yeah. Is like if you feel like you're bringing something into a parent relationship, you know, with your with your kid, then you can sort of deal with it. If you feel those patterns emerging again, then you can sort of, all right, stop the car, I'm getting out. I'm going to go and talk to someone, and then yeah, you can stop yeah. those patterns in yourself. And because uh, what I imagine happens is like, uh, I mean, I don't want to speak on behalf of parents obviously again i'm not one but what i can imagine happening is like you have an idea of how it's going to go like before you become a parent (laughs) kind of yeah yeah well yeah like or you may have an idea of well i'm definitely i would never do that but then when it comes down to it and you have this living kid in your arms and and, uh, like there's probably little things that you I, i don't know the only way i know how to cope with this or how to handle this situation is this way and then that's the that's the pattern yeah and that's the sort of your well, i guess yeah, is it epigenetics kicking in or yeah the scripts. Yeah. that's like all right we're, we're like line okay cool thanks okay and what do i do
1: in this situation uh, yeah. i'll just shout at you because like, yeah or just like i'll just go off or or yeah or leave yeah or... but
2: i mean the reason i i think the reason i know that and i can feel that and it could it could be total it could be totally wrong obviously but it's because i i know that myself like in relationships as well like I, mm. there are some things that I do, and some patterns of behaviour that I go through. That in my head I'm saying, "What are you doing? Stop it! Stop it! What, what's going on?" And, but it was it will happen, and I have to see it through, and then get to a point with two days later. I'm just like, oh, "For fuck's sake, Like, what, what? What the hell was that?" And yeah, it's it's a constant source of frustration. But
1: but you've got self awareness though. Like, you're yeah, aware you're yeah, doing it.
2: Yeah. I and mean, sometimes that's not enough, like, because it's already happened. But oh, it, it's, the it's same a things happened to
1: me over and over again until I learn. Like, the same thing happened to me twice this year. Like, it was, um, like you know, when something happens, you're like, oh, that was really shit. That hurt my feelings. And then it happened again. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. Okay, right. This, <laughs> I, think, I think I'm the common <laughs> this factor. <laughs> is like, this is definitely a lesson that I need to learn. And I yeah. did do it differently. <laughs> um, yeah. And that, yeah, is not satisfying in any way, shape, or form. But at least you know you've, you've become aware of your pattern yeah and then you're like no i'm not doing that again it's just like that, that's exciting it's like yeah oh, it's christmas after that because you're like oh I, i've stopped <laughs> a pattern what's gonna happen next yeah. What's gonna like i'm gonna see it coming next time is yeah. it gonna come though or am i gonna get a new thing that comes yeah. along the challenges yeah like, totally some but, of my beliefs about myself
2: yeah it's just nice sort of that that feeling of you've opened up the uh the circuit board controls yes. and you've gone in there and you've rewired a few things and oh it's my like God, okay yeah. it's uh See how that works. You could walk away and it starts blowing up behind you, yeah, or you burning, could, yeah, 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 singeing <laughs> wires, but or it could just be like running you hear it used to go,, and it's just running perfectly, like yeah, it's I mean it's just a constant experiment, I suppose, isn't it? It is, <laughs> but it's yeah. it's nice having that yeah like that self awareness and the sort of feeling of, that you can just take agency and jump behind the controls a bit like i I'm sure our, like our parents have probably. I sometimes wonder if we think exactly the same way as our parents do. It's just we've got different surroundings and situations. Like may, maybe the thoughts are the same. I don't know. I, I think we all like have really
1: common thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, but then I suppose I can look back and think, oh, okay, that's how that's how you like. Or I can sort of, yeah, I suppose. But that's having uh, that's empathizing, isn't it? In yeah, with them. And yeah. I can empathize with some of the like some of the stuff that happened. And like, of course, like I'm no saint, but. But that's part of your own like processing of it, isn't it? Is to like yeah. to stop it being on fire somewhere in your psyche. Yeah. So yeah go yeah. And put it out <laughs> and clear it up and then like do a little ritual and say goodbye to it and yeah, yeah. Or, like not bury it but just like cast it to the wind and like
2: Yeah, and like have show, it, the memory, show it respect and, but yeah. like
1: yeah, but deal with it in a really respectful and compassionate way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah. And so in in
2: a way, going back to your uh, your work, like how how does the work like how does a goddess how would one integrate that into one's life Is it something that you see as you know it's yours now You do what you want with it, or yeah. do you have an idea behind it that you you hope it's you you hope it's used in a certain way or shown um, displayed? Well, it depends. Um,
1: no, not really. Um, I think that if someone because uh, I've done quite a few commissions, which I find quite stressful actually, because. Um, because I really want to get it right, and like the intention has to, like and that sometimes gets a bit sort of yeah. like crumpled and i 'm like, oh, "Oh I worry about it, and it takes me longer than I imagine because yeah. I just want to get the, the energy that goes with it right yeah. for the person who's requested something i think that that's just like confidence and also like that's a human interaction and you want that to be like a smooth process because if someone says oh i want something to celebrate or to like commemorate or to remind me of something that was a bit rubbish but i've Mm. got over it or i've learned something from it yeah you have a responsibility to that even in that conversation you're making a connection with that person and when i make them i'm thinking about what it is that that person's asked for or what language they've used or um what colors they want or like what's important yeah um so that's that's a really great experience but also one that um sometimes i worry about but that's just a bit of worry but yeah they, t- they take that's me longer than commissions me ages <laughs> 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 um but the rest of them like it's almost like they're just gifts like i really enjoy making them i find it really therapeutic to make them yeah um like i always like to be always making something though that's a, a routine that i need I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, um, yeah for my own mental health um and they go out with just Like they just go out for whatever intention you want to set for them, and if you receive, if you buy yourself a gift or something that you love, that's made by hand by another human being who's like really keen for you to enjoy it. Like it comes with that. Like this is yours. It's your gift to you or to someone else, or you can fill it with whatever you want. Or it's like wishes, isn't it? It's like you, you've got more than one wish for your life, so you might have a couple of goddesses and, and be like, oh, that's, that's, that represents something that I, I want to be reminded of regularly or I want to, like I said earlier, like keeping an emotion in a place. Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. leave it with the goddess. Like you leave a secret with the goddess if you've got one or you – right. Like you leave something like like worry dolls. There's there's loads of stuff like in any like spiritual place. There's, there's something that you can talk to or leave something with. Like it's like that really. It's yeah, the same. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. a really natural human thing to to want something that it has or is um, made or intended to be something that is just a little bit out of the ordinary object. It's not a fork or a knife that you deserve, mm. use every day. It's for something else. It's for it's for a special purpose. Also, it must that and if wh- it appeals to you, then. Then that's yeah,
2: yeah, like that. um You're saying about sort of like you know telling it secrets and you know speaking to it and things like that. The energy that it must imbue from all of that that must yeah. be huge. Like so, uh, the um like after a few years, these goddesses like it, in every. If you think of all these goddesses all around the world and in people's houses and stuff, like they must have collectively. You can imagine the energy, or like if you put them all in a room together, there must be some palpable.
1: Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. I Energy hope so. But then that ties back to the, the house clearance stuff that I did and that makes loads of sense. And I think that that's what all the things that were subconscious when I started making them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I would hope so. I mean, I think because there's a lot of cultural practices, um, indigenous ones, sort of ancient ones, there's all sorts of religions. I think it's nice to have something that isn't associated with any of those because mm. everyone's got their own way of worshipping what is important to them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of what it's... Uh, yeah there's an element of that in there because i really like religious art and i really like things that are made for worship or made for access to the divine so but yeah Yeah, it's really weird when i make them and they go to america that makes me feel really weird because i'm like oh and they always tend to go to california where which is where i lived before (laughs) it's really weird and i was like there's something and i need to go you know you're like oh i've got to go back there now yeah for some reason when did you last
2: go back there have when you, I was a kid, I, so I went to New York. I've been to New York since then. Yeah. yeah
1: but I haven't been back. Uh, no, I've just been busy working and doing stuff and not really going anywhere because I did so much going everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to go back. So maybe, yeah. I always get really excited when they're going there. I was like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. you
2: got to go. This is like a spiritual home.
1: I've got to go back to, yeah, to LA, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, I'd like to visit the house that we lived in would that be interesting yeah. but I, it's all to do i mean I maybe i'd think about things too deeply but that i am just one of those people i'm very emotional and very like i'm well, in the subliminal world i'm there yeah. just, like wading around in my own waters all the time <laughs> like, um how, so you can say, remember saying the word self-indulgent about a hundred times in the last um podcast <laughs> we did like, yeah yeah.
2: But, yeah that even saying self-indulgent it sort of implies that you're not worthy of something it's like you're like we i think it came up because we were talking about having a massage <laughs> of like receiving a massage yeah. like it, and i think i was talking to a guest on a previous podcast about it and how massages for me feel really i i forget the part where it's doing me good and i go mm. straight to the part where it's like i was saying to you earlier so you know, they're kind of like come come rub my back and like and <laughs> and so i i feel good this person's but like that the person giving the massage isn't sort of like, oh God, I've got to rub Nick's back again. But <laughs> for me, it, it just, it, it feels a bit weird. Like mm. I could just, that's the only way I can explain it. It just feels a bit weird to me. And I haven't fully gotten used to it. Like when, again, we were you know, living in Laos because this is like the r- most recent upheaval time for me. Yeah. It's like two years out in Southeast Asia massages is just not a thing you just have them and it's whatever like people don't think about it you just go and have a massage and it's all you know foot massage whatever it's great and and it's not a big issue yeah but for me having like i had a foot massage and i was like oh my god a, you know prince buddy has to go and get his feet f- feet rubbed and like has to has to be perfectly relaxed and calm to to handle this evening but when you have it oh. it's like oh, okay I i kind of get it and I don't know where this weird self-indulgence crap it's trap weird, is coming from. I think it's
1: to do with something that's happened somewhere where you felt like yeah, I'm, maybe. I'm like not aware of it. But then this country is a bit difficult. for. Um, it's a bit of a, a place where self-indulgence isn't really, Yeah, I don't know, maybe it's just a, a family thing, Family, my family culture. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, <laughs> go and get a massage. Let's go and get
2: yeah. a massage. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Two massages, please. You there. Clap your hands. Um, okay, so moving forward with your work. So you've got a desk totally full. I looked on your Instagram early on. It was like maximum I think it was capacity packed at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what? What's the are you kind of rammed up until the end yeah, of the year? Yeah, well,
1: it's, um, I've stopped taking commissions now because it's getting a bit silly. I've got half a website built. Um, I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah, I'm nearly there. My friend's been helping with that. Which, which half? Uh, right? like, well, I don't know. Just, I haven't done all You've the just right... just done the left side? Yeah, just, yeah, just a bit more, bit, bit more to do. Uh, but yeah, there's loads to do, obviously, for the kids and everything. So it's sort of a real balance and a juggle. But I think, yeah, it will... Next year, January... Um, I'm gonna start making some other work as well. Yeah. Um and just see see what happens really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some other ideas. But yeah, it'd be nice to I don't know, it's hard to sort of think about twenty twenty when I'm sort of knee deep in a load of glazing. Glazing oh, yeah, starts yeah. next week, so I'm just like, Oh uh-huh.
2: Is that, yeah. is that a tricky time like, it's
1: just i always never i always forget how long it takes because you're basically drawing on something or like painting something and you have to paint it like three times for the three layers of <laughs> it's just madness. oh yeah so is that, is that it's a you... really long process yeah. which doesn't they don't look like they take very long to make but they actually take ages how long does like let's say
2: what so what's do you, you do them in how many different sizes uh, it depends. Just, like
1: loads, like, okay. like, probably four standard sizes, but they're okay. not really standard. They're sort of approximate. Well, they all like whatever size they are. They pretty much take the same amount of time because yeah. you're making it. You have to sort of make it. You make the shape, and then the next day you have to leave it out twenty four. You have to let it dry a bit. It has to be. The, it's all to do with um, the dryness of the clay. Which yeah, yeah. It's and then you do the decoration and then you do the crowns and then you've got to do a bit more like fettling and fiddling about after that and then you have to dry them really slowly because you've got the crown and the body like two sort of very sort of different bits one's sort of thicker and heavier and wetter how do you get
2: the crown uh, like so my partner and i were riddling over this like how do you get the the crown to fit exactly over it or like what how does that
1: work i did a pattern cutting course years ago and i just worked out like you just have to like you have to cut it to shape of, right. the, of that particular goddess, because they've all obviously, I mean, they, they all look like they're the same shape, but obviously they've all got little differences. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just cut it. You just this is probably
2: so obvious to you. I mean, of course, you did this all the time, but it's just, it's one of those things where if you don't know the process, it's like, how, how how does it, how is it so exact? Like those two things are so
1: different. Yeah. You just, uh, you just have to cut it to sh- the right shape and then stick it on. Yeah. Ask unanswered. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> if I could use this, it's all good. But yeah, you just use, um, yeah, it's just by eye, basically. Right, okay. Do it by eye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I guess yeah, there's some malleability with it as well. So if it's yes. not exact, you can sort of... Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, it's not too bad. Once the crowns are on, uh, yeah, it's just the drying process because if you dry them too fast, they warp or they crack. Yeah. So you have to sort of cover them up for days, sometimes weeks, and just always like, well, have to be stored like in plastic for a bit. And uh, yeah, so it's quite a long-winded mm. uh, process, which is great. But also if you're making a lot of them, it can be... And because they're sort of like small and and handle like you want to touch them. And yeah, yeah.
2: But it, it's interesting. sort of going back to that thing of talking about your own work. Or well, I say going back to maybe we talked about this before we started recording. But um, yeah, like how hard it is to sort of talk about your own stuff because oh, you must weird. have there's yeah. so many internalized processes. So to you, it's sort of well, I just I just do it. But to me, I'm like, yeah, but how? And so like how? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have got so many other questions about it, but it's all that's kind of show, I suppose oh well I'm going
1: to do some workshops at Clay Space um, so yeah. it
2: would will, will it be will they be workshops in how to make a, a goddess yeah, or just well, like techniques? yeah there's lots and, of that I'd and... like to do
1: because making a power object for yourself it's like quite oh, yeah. an intense like yeah. experience so that's why I'm doing the course the sort of the listening and sort of being aware like how to create safe space for talking and how to recognize people that have been traumatized and and how to manage conversations because i think if you're working with clay there's something really um fundamental and elemental about clay and it does take you back
2: right Um, yeah i've got like well written down here in my notes it's like uh you become your ancient self you do like Like,
1: there's something about working with clay that it, it i mean also like babies play with food and it's it's like that you get you trigger or you open up like a a, sort of uh, other nervous system i can't remember which one of the sympathetic parasympathetic or or autonomic i don't know one of them um so you access that part of yourself that is i i don't know like more primitive i suppose and Mm. and and in that state you're you're talking about other stuff and if you're being asked to make um a goddess that's reflect like or if you are being asked to make something that's for about your own power or a reflection of you in some way or to represent a trauma or, or to represent like you or something that's happened to you. Yeah. Like that's quite a, 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 an emotive sort of situation. Yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, so that's why I've been doing the course because I want to run workshops. And if you're, I think, cause if you're working with clay, you're working with your feelings. I think that that's yeah. like a given and you have to be careful. Yeah. I think you do have to be careful. There's a responsibility in asking people to connect to themselves. Mm. Um, Yeah. So when you go and make something, you're not just like making something for like a cup. You're there for lots of other reasons that perhaps you, you are aware of, but don't talk about or, and I want to talk about the reasons why you're there and bring that into what you make. And that's my sort of, that's my focus like, anyway, because I'm quite interested in that. Anyway, I'm so interested yeah. in what other people make and why they make it and what, yeah, what it symbolises yeah, yeah. for them. And, and to be able to lead people through making something for themselves would be like, that's my ultimate dream. So I'll be doing some of those mm. once I've done this course. Um, yeah, I'm going to team up with Bridget and run some uh, ah. workshops on how to make your own power objects. Sounds
2: so good. I love the idea of um, you saying about having like a safe space to talk Like, before you start making things, you Mm. you talk. And um, it kind of goes back to what we're saying about, like, the the communal, maybe maybe not a ritual thing, but, like, the communal communication, like that. So, like, yeah, I, I imagine it being, like, all right, everyone put your phones away. Like, no distractions, we're just yeah. going to talk for a bit. I imagine you probably won't even get to the making part. Like, I can imagine it just being two hours of everyone like, oh, oh this, this, this feels great. But yeah. it's almost like
1: preparing food. Clay reminds me of preparing food. And for centuries, obviously, we've all done prepared food in groups. Yeah, And that must, like, there must be some muscle memory, genetic memory, like old reptilian brain memory about yeah. being in that situation and that's where you bring that kind of stuff that's where you bring like something that's happened to you or or you listen to other people's stories and storytelling is vital mm. um and we do a lot of storytelling on instagram and we do like um, yeah but storytelling that's where yeah, it's that's at and that's it, what isn't? happens when you're working in groups you tell stories yeah or you discuss like other each other's narratives or you like you or you think about your own like story narrative what's going on in your life and yeah and yeah, so I think that that's that's something that um, I'm fascinated. But I think that's probably where like things will go sort of next. I'm definitely going to do some workshops and I
2: can see use so, there's so there's so much you could be, you could do with it. Like I can I can see it. It's going to be amazing. It's well, gonna I hope be, so. It's such a sort of fertile ground for like everything we've been talking. I think about.
1: that's where my heart lies. Really, I mean, I love making stuff on my own, but I do yeah. really love people, and I can't like not talk to them about their their transformational stuff like it's impossible for me not to do that so i yeah. think well if i train myself to be able to do that safely then, yeah, yeah. Then maybe like then i'll be more of a useful person rather than just like delving into people's bags of emotions <laughs> i mean like what is this like can yeah. we get this out yeah. what are we gonna, gonna make this, like show me like make a thing that represents that let's do this let's smash it yeah, like no yeah. like you've got to like i've got to, do a bit of like how to create safe space first but that's what i'm learning so yeah yeah and that finishes in december and then there's another course next year which i might do as well but ah. yeah it's, it's it's intense but um yeah. it's it's funny. any it's, kind of personal development
2: yeah <laughs> it's a bit hairy yeah well. no you, like, it's, it's a lot of it's like live you know talking about the circuit board you going into yeah, a lot of live I, wires um, literally.
1: I've got my board open. i am got a BT bloke crouched. <laughs> <Yeah>. the... <laughs> oh, you've seen inside <laughs> those, those boxes. boxes. It's, it's I love those fascinating. boxes. Yeah. Look.
2: It's like looking into a, it's like looking at a diamond or something. It's like, there's so much to sort of like, a. a I don't know what they're doing. Electrical they're, wonders. Yeah. Yeah. It's madness. So yeah. I feel like that's our, that's our sort of physical and emotional yeah. circuit boards. Um, we, we're going to start wrapping up in a sec. Cause uh, I'm, I'm, gradually honing my skill of not going over two hours and um <laughs> trying to respect it your time amazing. um but yeah like it, you're definitely a, you're demonstrably a people person but it's i i'm i'm interested in the sort of the creative element of like for me i could sit behind closed doors making music like for, for ages but what i realize is especially in doing these podcasts is that like, i'm i'm totally a people person like i really want to speak to people and that, that was really missing. And it's not that I'm shy. It's just I haven't given myself the chance. To, yeah, yeah, permission. Yeah. So is your social cup full up most of the times? Because <laughs> like, I feel like your work can be... It could be fairly... Sort of cut off and
1: a, a yeah, little it's bit a isolated. Yeah, difficult one, actually. Sometimes. Um, because I really, yeah, because there's a lot to. Because obviously got two kids. Um, and that they take up obviously loads of space. And I've got like I've I've created a, a life that I really love. I've got some amazing friends. And yeah, um, yeah.
2: I've, I'm not saying that being creative you don't have friends. I just oh no, mean, you know that have got, that got some social friends, space. Buddy, but
1: no. But balancing <laughs> it all, I think where I'm going with that is like, oh my god, balancing it all is insane.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, and I sometimes I really want to lock myself away and just make loads of work and not yeah. talk to anyone one yeah. but that's what i'm like anyway i like complete freedom and also like massive connection like yeah. I'm, a, I'm real like extremes person and i think that's probably i'm just beginning to sort of really accept that in myself I always thought it was a bad thing but yeah it's either like total hermit or like mm.
2: just you probably know when you need the balance like you, you, you probably know like you I, I, I feel yeah. like yeah i feel like you're quite adept at sort of all right I've been indoors for too long I've got to go out and stretch my legs and talk to people or maybe when you've had too much social time like you're a bit peopled out or something yeah yeah then I know how
1: to it's it's a balance but I do I am a bit of a hermit as far as the creative process because I really enjoy I get so inspired it comes in waves I think and it's all to do with like your sort of mental health geography and all of those things like Mm. there's waves of time and I'm just like. And really, really want to get some work done, and then other times yeah. I can't do anything, which obviously makes it difficult when you're doing commissions for people. So that's why I'm stopping. <laughs> you can't doing tell your client like, no, you I just can't. didn't feel like doing stuff today. You know? or, like, and, but then you can't make something when you haven't got the right vibe. No, that, and that's if you're making true, yeah. something that's really special for somebody, yeah, like, you can't force I, it out, can you? No, and then I just it. feel really terrible because I haven't finished it or I haven't done it or I just can't. I've got a block on it. But I'm sure people but.
2: understand that if if they're make, if if they're not buying one of your goddesses from a place where it's for sale. They're getting one specially made, then I'm sure people are they understand that, like, it might take a little bit. Yeah. Longer They're probably not Sort of like Where is, uh, I ordered this yesterday Where the hell is it like, yeah, for you
1: get for a few you, Where's my goddess But that's that's <laughs> fine And obviously It's completely <laughs> Completely alright Because it's usually mm. like Five or six weeks After they've ordered it I'm like uh, yeah. Yep uh, oh, yeah. It's coming along <laughs> um, Yeah So I do Yeah well, Once I've sort of Like made myself a boundary And said actually I'm not going to do anymore yeah, yeah. then, then I'm going to be like Oh great Yeah of course I should have done that <laughs> Ages ago We'd Saved everyone else A lot of trouble uh, But I really like Making them for people
2: do you think you'll never stop making them? Um, I don't know. Don't like, think so. I can't see an end to it. I, I sort like of went them. to
1: um, an amazing um, uh, class at the V Actually, there was a woman there that makes ceramics, and I'm sure like uh, it was definitely a therapeutic thing for her as well. Mm. And she just said, "I get up in the morning, I put the radio on, I make whatever I want to make, and like I just like make this piece yeah. with another piece lined up, ready to go in mind, and then boom." straight in with the next one. Can't stop making, can't have a break, has to have something to come back to. And she said, I just sell whatever I make. And I was like, oh, oh, maybe that's the key. I think I've been waiting for everyone to go, oh, I'm a bit bored of them now. um,
2: (laughs) I think we've we've reached peak goddess. (laughs) Well,
1: maybe, I think Margate might've done. I would be surprised, but, um, yeah, so, it's, I mean, everything, like, I think anyone that does work for themselves or makes something that they love making and people want to buy it, like mm. you're always afraid that, like, that's no, just going to stop. But I think it, like, that happens. Or just dry up, or, or shit, I'm going to evolve, I can feel myself, like, yeah. changing, it's coming, but... Yeah. But I
2: think what I find these days, again, it's a generational thing, I think, but I feel like a lot of people are experiencing this imposter syndrome. I hear that. Honestly, the amount of podcasts I listen to, people talk about imposter syndrome. I think that's that along with too much social media or, or or whatever problems come from using social media that we didn't intend on. um, Or we didn't see coming. Like the imposter syndrome is real big thing. And it's yeah it's almost like the the creative side of that is sort of uh, what maybe the there's going to be some point when people just stop like they, they lose interest in what i'm making yeah and, like it's yeah, it's a, so it's a, it's a form of self-doubt i suppose i mean you've got no evidence t- to show you that people are going to get bored of what you're doing but it's also a sign of like you're you're you have an evolutionary creative mind so like you you, you don't just want to stay on the same thing and you're like eventually you probably will move on to yeah maybe another another it might take on another form but
1: and then I'll go back to making them because I really like making them yeah and yeah, then it's yeah. sort of like I think yeah I mean I love making them and I love it when people want to buy them it's just yeah it's it's amazing yeah and I think I just feel really lucky
2: circle of goodness yeah It's beautiful it's a beautiful thing <laughs> yeah uh, it's um yeah again uh, there's there's like there's like a whole uh like another hour of stuff. I want to ask you and again on this page of insane notes in front of me I think I think we've covered a fair bit besides of other stuff we're gonna do a part two yeah yeah still part two (laughs) make it happen cool um well thank you yeah thank you Charlie it's been absolutely pleasure talking to you where is the best way of asking you for commissions that you can't
1: that i will take don't, forever got time to make. To yeah. Um yeah, so I might do some commissions next year, but I need to sort my website up. Anyway, mm-hmm. so Instagram. I do everything on Instagram because it's simple and it's right there. So yeah, yeah, visual if you want to get in well. touch with me, it's um Charlie Russell Studio underscore I don't know. Anyway, Instagram, oh, oh, Charlie links. Russell Studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Amazing. Any any parting words, Charlie?
1: Well, that's a really hard question. It yeah, is a hard but just question. thank you. Thank okay. you. It's really nice to be able to talk about what goes on behind the work um because yeah, you don't really get to say a lot on an Instagram post.
2: No, and it's it's. I think it's something that it would take longer than an hour to sort of get to But I feel like, like I am really glad that you you've had a bit of a chance to talk about it because, like, it, you, as you say, you can only sort of put so much in a post. But it's also hearing you talk about it in your own words. Like the if you if you read what you just said as as a instagram posts that would be one thing but hearing the way you like your your passion and sort of intent yeah. behind it like that's that's so huge and that's what yeah that's what i love about podcasts because yeah I'm, it's nice to feel it.
1: like to get to feel enthusiastic because you feel yeah. enthusiastic but when you start like yeah talking about it you feel even more enthusiastic absolutely you start, like, even more frothy about it yeah but thank you so much for the opportunity it's oh, amazing i'm oh, sure so that everyone much. that does it feels the same way it just feels really yeah it's that's, really generous of you thank I, you
2: i, I get a huge amount out of it, and again, I feel bad because I'm getting a lot of pleasure and uh, good feelings from it. So obviously, I feel bad about it. And just it's like going a, back to massage situation. Yeah, isn't it? I, think, I think I just need to go and have a massage and heckles or something. <laughs> you uh, do. Treat myself. Get Dom to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thought and an image. Photos of it didn't happen. Okay, Charlie. Bye. Thank you. That's <laughs> <Nice> one. <laughs> so the sea is uh, is picking up steam right now uh time is limited so i'm gonna press on not only that my hands are freaking cold so for all of our benefits i'm gonna um i'm gonna turn in uh hey i hope you like that one i thought that was brilliant um <laughs> it was it was very uh i don't know it, it was um i remember i, I spoke to um bridget of clay space after we recorded the first one and um and i told her about the sort of therapeutic elements of it and uh and she said oh you got theroped and uh, yeah I, I i pretty much got theroped by by charlie on the first one uh, a little bit on this one as well as you can hear is a, a very um i think i think these conversations like i really hope that you're getting something out of them in in a way that i am because just having a real-time conversation with somebody I can't get enough of it at the moment I'm I'm just I'm totally hooked on it like this like the whole just sitting down and chatting and you know like, like eye contact and and sort of you know what what really like just sort of really listening to somebody I think like we all do this but uh, yeah and me saying this is like I'm not saying that you don't do this and uh, we don't do this as you know like in day-to-day life or whatever but there's something about sort of booking a time setting up the mics and and then pushing record and it it gives it this really lovely frame and um and and sort of like having a a time so it's like we've organized this time to talk we're going to talk we're going to record it and it's like something's going to happen with what this what we're doing with this talk sort of thing I don't know. It's a lot to unpack, and I, I'm sort of slowly unpacking it in my mind. I've, I've been doing that for years, like listening to podcasts as well. It's like I'm sort of figuring out, like, why, like why am I so hooked on podcasts and like and listening to people talking about themselves and greater issues and things like that. I don't know. Some, sometimes it's because I sort of I lack that. There are times when I'm sort of I don't have so much of that going on, and there's times when like that cup is is very much full, and um, yeah, and in in those cases I think it's just it's just nice to sort of catch up with familiar voices and uh and it's nice to introduce new voices as well. Um I could go on and as I said I was gonna try and keep this outro brief. You know that's never the case. Come on now. How long have we been doing this for? Um It was great and uh, I I really thank Charlie a lot for the for the time she kindly uh gave to me. So um by all means, have yourself a look at her website and Instagram, and uh, I, I really, I strongly suggest you treat yourself to one of her, um, her goddesses. That they make a, a glorious addition to anyone's power grotto, anyone's uh, shrine, uh, bookshelf, wherever you want to put it. It's um, it's a lovely it's a lovely treasure to have, a gift that you give yourself or a gift that you can give someone else. Uh, yeah do it do it up um, so thanks for listening as always uh, shout outs to the sea for providing a gorgeous backdrop uh, follow Charlie on the channels presented in the description um, follow me uh, I'm going to have some new music coming out pretty soon this is a project I'm doing called Desert Sessions Part 2 which is a follow up to a project I did a few years ago which is um, just, it basically is just really heavy instrumental sample base kind of stuff uh it's it's pretty banging and um yeah when i've got some more stuff a bit more mixed i'm gonna i'm gonna play someone here for you uh yeah it's coming along all right all right we'll see you in two weeks thanks to this uh new release schedule which is affording me an extra week to edit and uh do all the other bits and pieces involved and i also i'm gonna try and get some new recordings done for some um New guests coming up, and uh, yeah, all that good stuff. So, yeah, hope hope you're doing good. Thanks so much for sticking it out to the end. Yeah, uh, stay warm, um, stay safe, as safe as you can. Uh, that will do it. So much love, big ups, respect, and strong shout outs from the coast. I bid you good day. Peace.